Shalom Aleichem. Peace and health upon all listening. Shalom to the elect scattered abroad and the strangers who are attached by HaSemach, the branch, in whom we believe and declare to the esteem of our father, Yahuwah. HaSemach, the branch, who is our sovereign and master, Yahusha HaMashiach, the Messiah, the word made flesh, the son of Elohim. Welcome to Bread and Wine. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Welcome back to the Bread and Wine Podcast. This is the Bread and Wine Podcast. Just like a tribe called Quest, just like a pimp named Slickback, you got to say the whole thing. The Bread and Wine Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Yahuka said. And next we have Shalom. It's Caleb Ban Yasharal. And then Yermiyahu. And last but not least, Lex. On the track. So. What's up with y'all, man? How y'all been doing? What's going on on the block? Regular stuff. Everything, man. Tove, I can't complain, man. I'm here with my Akeem again. You know what I'm saying? Doing another episode. Uh, missing, not sorry. Pray all is well with him. But uh, other than that, it's a regular scheduled programming. Just thankful. Allahu yeah. What about you, Caleb? Well, my regular schedule programming has changed. So, uh. Tommy got a job. Tom, Tom, Tommy got it. Well, you may hold on because Tommy ain't had no job to start with. I had a job. I feel like Tommy, I I feel like Tommy did have a job because Tommy had money. Tommy ain't had no job, yeah, man. man. You, you saw the building they went to? It was an all white building with no sign. Tommy ain't had no job. There was no sign, no windows, no nothing. Tommy ain't had no job. He, y'all know where I work at, man. <laughs> he did say that. No, we don't. <laughs> Martin thought he was stripping. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I got a new job, uh, higher pay. You know, I'm gonna miss my old coworkers, but you know, got it, got to grow. So, thank, thank the father for the new opportunity. Oh yeah, and um, we'll see how it goes from here. Man, we just came off MBT mandatory extra time. Ain't no such thing. At uh, at the one that you call, it is y'all working to <laughs> get. Pick that cotton, boy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Y'all on the slave ship, boy. <laughs> uh, nah, we got some um we got some overtime coming up too. It ain't never mandatory, but it's frowned upon if you don't do it. Nah, that's that, how that's that basically. Mean, that how means it is. it's mandatory. No, it ain't. Yeah, I'd rather you just say it's mandatory. It ain't mandatory though. I don't know. I had so, time so off. If you can't they can't fire you. They're just gonna be mad about it. So how they gonna get so if they mad at you about it, what they gonna do? It is mad. Just be mad. Well, it's MET then. <laughs> That's it. It's still MET. Mad extra time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, but they, they they can't make you do it at the end of the day. That's all I'm saying. Dang. Anyway, I Get got a story that money, to tell. So, yesterday, uh, I was at work. And, uh, wait, was it yesterday? I mean, technically it was yesterday. All right, anyway. So, I'm coming out the wellness center. And I see this one manager um, that I've always talked to, like, here and there. He he a quiet dude. You know, he just do his work, say, you know, a couple words to you. Hey, what's up? Keep it moving. And so I came out uh, I came out the Wanda Center, and I was like, what's good? And he was like, oh, what's up, Keenan? So then I kept walking. So I kind of, like, 
heard him like kind of yell to me. So I turned around. He was like, hey, hey. He said, uh, you you a Hebrew Israelite? I looked at him kind of funny. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, what you know about Hebrew Israelites? And so that he was like, yeah, man. He said, I, I've been seeing you be wearing a turban and everything. You got the Yahushua Hamashiach look going on. And I was like, I started laughing. I said, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, I said, hold on. I said, you heard about Hebrew Israelites? He was like, yeah, man. He said, uh, he said, I um, he said, yeah, I, I used to teach the word. I said, for real? <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah. He said, now you know, not not so much, but you know, I do some stuff on social media here and there. I was like, oh, I bet. So I just told, I just told him like my story and everything like that, getting the podcast, my number and everything like that, and like. Uh, yeah, cause it's it's crazy. Like we're gonna get into the topic, uh, mostly how like how to recognize like false prophets, false teachers, false shepherds, just people that are false. Um, so one thing that I like took from that is that um, you always got people watching you. It's people that's always watching, even when you don't even know that they watching. I had no entire idea Randy do about anything in terms of uh. Uh, scripture or anything like that because for one I've never had a conversation with him you know other people have had conversations with me they see me and everything like that and I've always you know talked to Randy here and there but we've never had that conversation and I don't know like what his thoughts are like concerning Hebrew Israelites but I know like when I've had conversations with others they have depicted quote-unquote Hebrew Israelites as very abrasive and uh disrespectful all right and, I got a question okay so, you said you had no idea he knew nothing about any of this. So, you know how we supposed to, you know what I'm saying, be a light, and we just supposed to walk it out. The fact that he said he was a teacher, what did you, did you, you may not have thought that he knew anything, but what type of personality, what type of vibe did you get from him before that conversation? Uh, Before that conversation? Um, so he, would you took him, would you have taken him as a spiritual guy? No, no, I wouldn't have that would no, no, from, from having converse, from having like little conversations. Cause he's, he's a quiet dude. He's a real quiet dude. He's not like a lot of other managers. Like he kind of, he does a lot of work that some of the employees actually do, but he's still a manager. But he doesn't do, I mean, he does, like, some, a lot of technical stuff that the other manager, operational stuff that the managers do. But he's more, like, hands-on. But I, in passing, it's just like, you know, hey, what's up? In passing, stuff like that. Um, but it's never, we've never had, like, an in-depth conversation with him. So what, what y'all think it should look like? If you ain't never had a conversation with nobody, what should a spiritual man or a righteous man look like on his not literally, you know, saying the way he strived, but his his walk when he going throughout his day, from the outside looking in, what do you think that should look like, or does it even have a look? Well, I don't really think it has a look like that. Um, I think we have a uh, we because we grown up in this culture, and not just this culture, all, pretty much every culture did this. There was the way that the pious looked, you know. There's a way that. They carried themselves and they were trying to show that they were spiritual. What's pious? P-I-O-U-S. Well, well you know, that, that I don't want to say uppity, but, you know, that really astute, mm -hmm. I'm super spiritual, I know the Bible, 
I I I I know, you know. I keep Torah, you know that kind of thing. And when the reality of it is, a lot most of the brothers, if you actually read the prophets, and not just the prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, but like you read like uh, Samuel and everybody, they were they're just regular cool people, you know. But the thing that really showed the difference is one when it was their actions, how they actually did things. It wasn't necessarily the way they carried themselves. So if you just see somebody who's just walking, working, living life, just glancing at them quickly, you probably wouldn't know until you looked at, oh, wait, what's those things, what's those strings hanging off his shirt? You know, that would be the first sign. Oh, he, let's say wear a head. Oh, why they got that on their head? You know, uh, why they, okay, he, he's into something, but you know, he, he just seems like a regular guy to me. It's not till you actually really get to know them and you realize, oh, this guy, he he doesn't, he doesn't to go around sleeping with a bunch of uh, uh, girls. Or this girl right here, she don't go around just opening her legs to anybody. Or you know, this guy right here, you know, if, if you owe him, he's not gonna try to take advantage of you. You know, I know I can trust my my stuff around him because the way he he just it's his it's his beliefs and his way of life, his character. That's how you're gonna know. You're really not gonna unless you get to know somebody. So, um, just kind of want to like make this a question for everybody. How or what reason has it been that an opportunity came up for you to speak to somebody about it? Because, like you said, nine times out of ten, it's usually they see something that you got on or mm-hmm. something that you they may have heard you speak on to somebody else. For the most part, what's the usual? What's the usual reason somebody to come and maybe want to speak to you about? Something for me, it literally is either zit zits or because of the uh, the piece I wear around my neck. Because majority of the time, once I start speaking about scripture, a lot of people are like, "I didn't know you were really into scripture like that." But uh, I, most of the time, I keep to myself, or um, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like him. Or if I if you do know me, I might joke around. But you'll start noticing as you start to get to know me. It's like, oh, okay, he, he's not going to do this. Yeah, Caleb, don't do that. Yeah, Caleb, don't eat that. I need my old coworkers. They tell you straight, yeah, Caleb don't eat that. Somebody gave me a Christmas gift one time, and somebody else walked by my desk and like, oh, they don't know Caleb. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, and then as I just start doing stuff, that eventually I'll start doing stuff that they might deem corny for other people, but it's just like, yeah, Caleb, he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna steal. He's not gonna do. We just know he's not gonna do that. How about you, Lex. my the question of what do they see? Like, what was what the reason why somebody has came and even asked you about anything? Like, yo, what you believe in? You know how yeah. some people come. A like, lot of times, it's either my zits or my. Um, y'all know, I keep. I try to keep my head wrapped majority of the time if I'm out in public. Saying most of the time, if I have my head wrapped on, they always um, inquire about it and then ask me, "What's your religion?" All the time. So usually it's because of something I got on. Cause I be putting it. Nah, no, <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Aki? Um, I guess it's the same all around, for real, for real. Um, because of my Zizits, uh, in the good dolls, and then um, I'll sometimes wear uh my Yahuwah, uh Yahusha shirt. I mean hoodie and like the Paleo Hebrew. So they'll ask like, what does that mean? And then also like, so sometimes people have overheard me having conversations with other people mm-hmm. and be like. You don't, I heard that you don't celebrate uh, Christmas. I was like, where you hear that from? Not knowing that I probably had a conversation with somebody else and they overheard it and Mm -hmm. they now bring it to me. 
So I'm just like, yeah, so, I, you know, have a conversation, let them know, you know, what I believe in um, in terms of scripture, who I believe in, and going from there. Same, uh, ZZ's, and uh, like Caleb said, uh, the food, has say we might be having a discussion about food, it's a lot of people that like to cook in my like my work group or whatever, and they be asking questions, well, you ever had such and such? No, nah, I can't eat that. And then be like, what you mean you can't? And then I use that as an opportunity or, like you said, holidays or whatever. So it kind of makes you think. It is On top of it just being a sign for you to keep those commandments, it's also a sign for other, for others, too, to know how you're moving and how you're stepping as far as zeet zeets and those fringes, man. So for those that teach that you don't have to wear those things, I, mean, I think you should uh, at least just consider is a, it's, it's a light. Right. You know, his word is a light. It's a lamp and a light. So it uh it does shine. It does shine. You know, some people notice it, some people don't. Um, but it's just the father that draws them closer to the light. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, we're gonna get into how to recognize false teachers, prophets, and shepherds, anybody false. Why why is this a topic though? All right, so <laughs> what all right, uh, all right, okay. Let me let me admit. Clubhouse. I, <laughs> I've been a uh, roadhouse. A roadhouse. I've been, I've been indulging in conversations on Clubhouse. I mean, if anybody knows anything about me, I'm a social moth. I like I like moths better because I think moths are more they attracted to the light. Beautiful, they are. They are attracted you to the light. Moths are pretty in butterflies. Yeah, I do. Some moths are. I do. Awesome. I like the way I like, some of them I like, like, like the fur coat on their neck. Yeah, but bro. some of them just be looking like lint balls, man. What, what moths you, you talking about? about bro? I'm talking about Are listen. you talking about moth balls? No, I'm talking about moths. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what moths you saying. I don't know what you talking about either. But anyway, yeah, social moth, man. Yeah, always attracting to the light. But anyway, uh so I've been having different, you know, conversations here and there. Um Listen to some, been actually a part of some. Uh, and, you know, just hearing or listening to other people, like, talk in the way that they talk. Uh, that's that's one thing that kind of resonates with me that I was always taught. Like, my mom always taught me in terms of, like, even, like, concerning people. Because now we live in a world that's so extremely sensitive. It's not always about what you say. It's actually how you say it. Um, so... I've seen a lot of people and heard of a lot of people that believe, that say they believe in the word, um, believe in the father, uh, some that just believe in the father and don't believe in the son, some that believe in the father and the son, some that say that the son is the father, some some say that the son is the father, whatever. Um, but the way that they talk, their speech how they speak, how they relay messages, how they cut some, I'm not talking about all, some, how they'll cut you off in the middle of your speaking, how they'll cuss you out, like, while they're talking. I'm like, mm, I don't think the Father's word is in you because the way that you trying to bring about this. You may have a, I guess, an outward appearance of righteousness, but uh, I can tell by how, what you're saying and where your heart is. I don't, I don't, I don't think that you you of this this truth of this walk. That's just like from what I've seen. So yeah, I've been on I've been on Clubhouse, y'all. Uh, uh, I've been on Clubhouse just uh seeing what's going on out there, 
So, yeah, this is how. And then we, what, we got part of a conversation. Me and Caleb. Yeah, Caleb's up there, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the first conversation I thought wasn't that bad. I, I, I thought that yeah. was a pretty good conversation. I mean, obviously, at the end of it, we didn't come to any. And what was the purpose of it? But I, it was not, well, <clears throat> we weren't initially talking to non-Messianics. I think we were just talking to somebody who had a different view of the Messiah. Yeah. And then non-Messianics joined. Yeah. And like I said, the guy, he was, you know, he, he, he cut me off a little bit. He cut Yuxet off more, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't like OD, you know, with it. So I, I think that conversation overall was pretty good. Um, this other one that we walked in on, Yuxet on, kind of got me a little perturbed. Perturbed. I, yeah. I, I, I can deal with you disagreeing with me, but there's certain things that when I know other people are listening, this like I don't remember if y'all remember how the podcast even got started. It's something about me when I see people teaching things incorrectly, it bothers me. So when I'm listening to Yuhuka said and the guy who he's talking to is essentially dominating the whole conversation. Yuhuka said says one or two things. He cuts him off. He jumps in. He but he's talking for like this dude is talking for miles, right? <laughs> Yahuka says, says five words and he just starts talking for another mile. He's asking leading questions. He's, he's, a, he's, Yuhuka said saying things very clearly. He's cutting them off. At some point in time, I, I, I jump in there because I'm like, I, I can't do this. And again, not because he's saying stuff I disagree with, but because he's doing this in front of an audience. And I know for a fact that the audience, a lot of people, they don't know how to process, and I'm not saying this stupid, but they don't know how to really process and notice when people are playing games. I do. He was playing a game. The game he was playing was if I control this conversation, only the information that I say mm -hmm. is going to be available. If I allow him to speak all the information, then they're going to be able to weigh what I say versus what he says. I can't have that. I can only have it be what I say. Only enough of what he says can come out for me to make it look bad. That's it. That type of manipulation really doesn't sit well with me. Kept asking you who could say to get off the phone. But, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I just, uh, I let people talk. Um, I don't know why you did that. I do. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I do sometimes let people talk, uh, just so I can get an understanding of what they're talking about. And then I'll ask another question. Sometimes you gotta let people talk because they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot before you even need to say anything. Yeah. Like, yeah and he shot himself in the foot, but I mean, multiple times. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but then the moment we tried to bring that out, you couldn't say anything because he kept cutting you off. Yeah, it's like it's 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 interesting because you have a conversation. My thing is, see, one thing that I that I have noticed and that I do my try my best to do is that <clears throat> I do want people to listen, um, even when you know we're having conversations in there because sometimes they'll have these these side chat comments. My my whole approach is to is to come with humility. Um, is to come with meekness and loneliness, to be respectful, and to just present the Father's word um, as as is. You know, having having that understanding uh, in his in his um, brought forth son and going on his unique son, and going on from there. So I have looked and see certain conversations I've been a part of. There hasn't been there's either been none or very little of side chatter. But when I listen to people that are going back and forth, debating and yelling, arguing with each other, there's a whole bunch of side chatter. Mm -hmm. So I 
I do want to eliminate that because I want people to listen. I, I do. I, I desire people to listen. And one thing, I mean, me and Caleb uh, was having a conversation with one dude, and he the what he kept cutting me off. So Caleb, Caleb hit the uh, Sirach eleven eight through nine. Now, Sirach is uh, Ecclesiasticus, and you can find this in the KJVA or the Apocrypha. And it says, answer not before you have heard the cause, neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. So what this saying is you need to listen. You need to listen. You need to listen and understand where a person is, is, is coming from. And uh, don't listen or hear them to have a response. Mm-hmm. Listen to understand. You have to hear the entire thing so that they can get their whole entire point across so that all right, you can go from there. And don't interrupt a man in the midst of their talk. So Caleb, I brought that out. And, it's, and the one dude said, what do you say, Caleb? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm sorry. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, yeah, I, I heard what Ciroc says, but I don't care. <laughs> they, they kept going. So, so I think, um, cause I don't, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you, um, you'll be listening to a person talk and what they say may be completely out the way to you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, nah, bro, I ain't even, I can't even let him finish that statement because he just all the way off. But again, you know what I'm saying? You want to let that person say their whole statement so you know by the time that they do finish how to properly respond and what to respond to. Because again, there's plenty of times where uh, Akia be starting a statement and before he can land his point, he get cut off. And when the person will ramble, he'd be like, I literally was just about to say this if you would let me finish. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, patience. And we're going to get into that when we talk about fruits and stuff too. But um, it also, because I, I literally was just looking at it, this led me to another verse with um, when you letting a person talk that's, that, is, that is talking crazy. This is uh, Ecclesiastes 10 verses 13 through nope verses 12 through 14 and it is uh the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious or favorable but the lips of a fool will swallow himself swallow up himself so like we said earlier uh unwise person gonna shoot themselves in the foot anyway the beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness and the end of his talk is mischievous madness and that's where you get to just because a person don't agree with you now they calling you out your name now they degrading you. They uh, they they coming at not only you but anybody else that may agree with you. Stuff like that. Uh, verse fourteen, ending it off, it says, "A fool also is full of words. A man cannot tell what shall be and what shall be after him. Who could tell him?" So it's like you commenting on things that you may not even know. Somebody else was was even about to say. So that, and all of that goes into having patience when you listen to somebody. And again, like Aki said actually listening to what they say not only to respond but to truly engage to get an understanding of why they may be even saying what they're saying so one one thing that um that kind of just came to mind we was having a conversation uh with some of the uh the other akeem uh and we actually came about about uh i guess like cussing people out and stuff like that now my take right so my take is I don't 
I don't use profanity like me. Uh, what I understand profanity to be is curse words that we understand in the English language, right? So me personally, I don't do that. I used to have a filthy mouth, um, but I, I read in Ephesians concerning like how we're supposed to be concerning the fruits of the spirit, and I'm just like, nah, I can't. If I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to represent mm-hmm. the, the name of the Father, I'm supposed to 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 have this love of Mashiach in myself for others, for the Father, then I need to be a certain way. I need to act. I need to think. I need to speak. This is this is who I'm supposed to be. So certain things in terms of my old man and how I was, you know, previously before um, agreeing to 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 the to the words of the covenant is is dead and gone. So me personally, I don't cuss. I don't think we as believers in Mashiach um, and followers of the Torah should do that either. Some people will say, well, some certain words aren't actually cursing in terms of when we think about technically in the Hebrew language, but profanity is a foul language in terms of certain words and origins of words. So I'm going to bring out... Um, Ephesians 4, 21 through 23, 29, 31 through 32. And this is one thing that kind of just came to mind when I was reading it. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about something real quick. Is that people that, um, some people, excuse me, some people that, that don't believe in uh, Hamashiach, there is a lack of love. There's a, there is a lack of love um, that they exhibit. Uh, that 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 I have seen. It might not be for everybody, but there is a this lack of love um, for others. Uh, so and and of course, you know, if you get more deep into it, you know, in some aspects, they don't even have an expectation of of deliverance or salvation. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Anyway, so if indeed you have heard him. And we're taught by him as truth is in Yahusha that you put off with regard to your former behavior, the old man being corrupted according to the desires of deceit and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth, but only such that is good and use for building up as to impart what is pleasant to the hearers. Let all bitterness and wrath and displeasure and uproar and slander be put away from you along with all evil be kind towards one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as Elohim or Yahuwah has also forgave you in Mashiach so as they say on a, a clubhouse I land my plane with that they say that yeah yeah they got this whole it's, it's actually pretty funny man because they got the uh the little uh emoji joint where it'll have like a plane landing and then it'll actually make the sound of a plane landing yeah that's one of the things i don't like about clubhouse man all them emojis and sounds man just say what you gotta say yeah so, uh, ad lib and all that to land back on what Aki said me personally i still do curse but i don't use words like the f, i don't use the f word or the b word or uh What's another like? Uh, you got the Q word. The what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Talk about queer? No, no, no. That just means strange. No, 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 no. I'm just being stupid. But um, no. The only words that I will P use. P word, F word. Is the S word, the D word, which well, I don't da- think well, is a cuss word. Well, damn is not a cuss word. Yeah, that's not a cuss All right, word. so boom. Well, and I don't think 
Ass is a cuss word either. It's in the Bible. <laughs> so I guess the only curse word I would use is the S word, but it's for, you know what I'm saying? When it's Excrement. fitting. It's when it's fitting. You Excrement. know what I'm saying? All right. Defecate. Uh, the, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. I'm, the I'm not using it to uh, to degrade nobody or, oh, you know nah, what I'm saying, nah, talk nah, down nah. on nobody. But yeah. You better not. No. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? We. <laughs> Kodesh over here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but his what he the point he was trying to hit on is just when you are having civil conversations, uh, especially about when we're dealing with the word, you know what I'm saying? We not we may not agree on everything. But it we we can hone in on things that we do agree. But you uh you talk to a lot of people who just because they don't agree with one point, and don't get me wrong, they don't get me wrong, there are major points that where if you don't agree with somebody, y'all may have some contention. But for the most part, we can still be cordial and respectful with our speech. So, but uh, as soon as you some somebody say something you don't like, now you getting you getting. I don't know. You, I don't want to say the word that was just used in the conversation that Aki was just having with these guys on Clubhouse. There was a couple of words that was used, but it's just like I wouldn't think a man of Torah that you say you you, you agree with Torah that you would you would call another man that that also you know what I'm saying he's not nobody's out here saying we don't need to be following the laws. We all agree, especially on this panel, and where we fellowship with, we agree that you're supposed to be keeping tour. So another man that's keeping that, I wouldn't call you. Uh, I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna say it, but call you that or something wild, and uh, just because I I don't like what you said or how you said it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we got to be respectful with this with this, because um, again, we're supposed to be building up. Got to be edifying each other. Iron sharpens iron. But if you coming at me with a gun and I and I'm I came at you with a book, we we not gonna nothing's gonna we not, we, we can't we're not gonna reach no common ground. Basically, what I'm getting at. Mm-mm, might yeah. get shot too. Yeah, and I, that's what they do. They throw yeah, shots. They, 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 they throw a lot of shots. Um, I think one of the the things is a lot of people are coming at this. Like you said, like Yuhuk said, said it's not a lot of love, and he was he was mostly talking about the non-messianics, some of them. Um, but I've seen messianics, I've seen people that agree with us on many things act like this. I've seen people who are in camps act like this. I've seen non-messianics. I've seen people who are just coming to the walk act like that. I've seen people who've been in the walk for years act like this. I've seen people who have some very different beliefs act like this. And one of the biggest problems I think in the in the Israelite community is that a lot of people actually encourage this. There's some people that teach that you're supposed to do this. I remember when I first came into the walk, there was a guy, I'm not going to say his name. Um, he actually was saying a lot of stuff right in the video I was listening to. But he was he was the way he was saying it. And I'm like, hey, look, man. Um, now, keep in mind, I was only in the walk for a little bit. I was like, hey, listen. Um. Everything you're saying is right, but the way you're saying it is going to turn people away. Because even if what you're saying is is biblically sound, the way you're saying it, you sound as though you're 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 coming at them with evil intent and with ill intent. And by nature, people are going to put their guard up. So he started misquoting scriptures to me. At that time, I knew he was misquoting those scriptures. Which scripture? You talking about the one with Papa with Shaul says, I may be rude of speech, but yeah. not of knowledge? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one got that thrown one. at me one time, right. too. But What did y'all understand of that? Well, first of all, rude of speech doesn't mean I'm being a, a butthole. I'm cussing you out. Yeah. It don't mean I'm cussing you out. Right. 
right? And, and number two, you got to talk. Remember who is he talking to, right? He, number one, talking to people that either a already have some understanding and are trying to keep it, and b that are under his authority. If you're on, if you if if me and you are on Facebook or on Clubhouse, I'm not under your authority, and you're not under mine. We're having a cordial conversation about something that we disagree about. Yeah, you don't know me. Yeah, you don't. You, yeah, I mean, but, but for real though, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't man. know. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what what my mind state is like. I might just set up there and be having a. Yeah, you don't, like I might be ha- going through something serious, right? And I'm on Clubhouse because I'm really trying to get some answers, but I got some serious stuff going on in my life. And then you start talking to me all crazy. You don't know what's going to end up happening. You don't y'all don't y'all aren't thinking about this stuff. And then the moment that that something does happen, see that person, they couldn't handle it. They was running. No, nobody has time to deal with that, man. And that leads me to um Sirach 11 and 9. And uh that reads Strive not in a matter that concerns you not and sit not in judgment with sinners. Now that verse can be taken a lot of ways, but at the beginning of it, a matter that concerns you not. It's certain things that non-messianics and messianics just not gonna agree with. And I can understand if again you you're speaking with a person that actually calm demeanor, they giving you the opportunity to talk, that you letting them talk. You still may not come out in agreement at the end, but at least it was a uh, a profitable discussion in the ways of where you know they might where they may go for to prove their point and you now you finding better avenues to to better prove your point whatever the case may be but a lot of times and most of the time what i be seeing is uh like a lot of i don't like to call it a certain group or whatever but a lot of people in the truth especially um the young ones around my age group that are uh gung ho about it the things that they are fussing about and are making such a big deal really don't even be worth it. Like, like uh, what? Huh? <clears throat> like what? Um, so, for example, you, you know, uh, in Acts 15, they said, these, for these people just now coming in, this is how we're going to deal with them. You can't expect a person who's who been either in the Christian church and only been listening to their pastor, so you know they got limited understanding, or a person who don't believe in the book at all, to understand you when you telling them, hey, man, you can't do this, this, and that, uh, such as, it may, some things, sometimes it may be dietary laws. You got to give them on to that. You got to work their way into that. Give them the, since everybody like to deal with science, give them the scientific reasons of why they shouldn't be eating these things, not just saying, oh, don't eat it, because that's not going to work for them. You got to know, you got to meet people where they're at. And a lot of times, uh, so that's what Shaul did. One, we was we were speaking about ZZ's earlier. I saw a video not too long ago. Uh, that's the difference between ZZ's and fringes. So some guys, uh, they was teaching they only wear fringes, but some people that was listening, they got on ZZ's. And the dude, the dude saw his ZZ's was like, okay, I see you got on your ZZ's, uh, but you know, you know the white man made those and that's not biblical or whatever the case may be and it's like well what 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 how is that what where are you where y'all going with this conversation 
You know what I'm saying? Because it, it just immediately changed from that just because he saw his ZZs. Because before then, they wasn't even talking about that. So for that to turn into the conversation, and, and it's easy to prove that ZZs are scriptural. But to tell a man, hey, you ain't doing it right if you got those on, with no proof is... What 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 are you even what are we even arguing about this for? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. That's just one example that came on top of my head because I saw it not too long ago. But there's plenty of others. That, that's a good point that you made though. I've seen a lot of people fussing fight, I mean, getting into heated debates and arguments about things that's like why why are we why are we really fighting about this for real? You know what I'm saying? Like I remember we had the uh the let's talk about it where we were talking about things that um um things that could bring unification to Israel. I mentioned polygyny and the reason why I did that was because I see well not even polygyny just marriage and men and women in general on Facebook I see this topic so much between Israelites but men and women this and y'all Western women polyg- you're right they are Western women they are Western women who grew up in a culture that told them that men doing certain things is a danger to them you're not just going to automatically just jump out of that in two days just because you read in the Bible that David had a bunch of watch. It's not going to happen that fast, right? That's illogical to think. We, we understand that in the, in the world of, since I've got a new job, we understand that in the world of employment, right? My boss, in every job I've ever worked at, they already had an expectation that, okay, when you first come on this, do this job, you're going to be performing at a certain level. We don't expect you to stay at that level, but you're not going to be at the same level as someone who's been here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if somebody just came in this walk two, three years ago and they're just now getting to a point where they now got some understanding. And it's, again, it's a single woman who's probably been done dirty by men in the world. You can't just expect her to walk out and be like, all right, I'm going to be totally submissive to my husband. If he gets another wife, I'm cool with that. She's not that. That's not going to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. You know see what I'm saying? So I don't see that as being something that we need to. I'm not saying don't talk about it. Obviously, we need to talk about it. But don't make it such an issue where you're condemning women. for. And the same thing goes the other way. Don't make it such an issue for condemning men who are saying, yeah, it's not a sin. As simple as that. I'm not saying, hey, everybody got to go do it. I'm just saying the the book doesn't say that it's wrong to do that. Yeah. Yeah, one thing uh, I remember you was talking about with the dude with (laughs) that was talking about the ZZs in the fringes. Um... That was a very uh, hmm, let me watch my words. <sighs> Once again, the issue with pride, there's see, pride will make you stupid. It will make you <laughs> dumb to someone that knows what they're talking about, and you just kind of just saying something, just trying to prove somebody wrong. Mm-hmm. So the dude was saying that. Hold up, Aki, before you finish it, because we already had the verse on the board. I just want to bring it out. Oh, go ahead. Because he said something <laughs> about pride. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 10. Only by pride comes contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Commence. And then even pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So that even goes into false teachers, false prophets, false shepherds. They operating with this pride and this arrogance. Hey, man, they ain't... They ain't they ain't it. So the thing is, right, when you have uh, fringes, um, the Hebrew word for fringes is zitzit. It is zitzit. I think the dude was wearing, he was wearing the four tassels with the gadals. The gadals, yeah. The gadals, right? So that's another thing that 
a lot of um, some Israelites uh, don't uh, look at or consider. And I think the Gadol is in Deuteronomy and the fringes is in Numbers. Yeah. All right. So cool. So the Gadol is the, um, is the when you look that word up, in the, is it Gadol or Gadolim? Well, I think it might say Gadolim in Deuteronomy. I think. Okay. So basically it's a, it's a lock. Uh, or a tassel that goes on the four corners of your garment. And then the fringes or the zizit, it goes around the borders of your garment. So basically it's in all actuality in terms of wearing uh, these, um, these things on, our, on the extremities of our, our, our garments. It's actually both of them. So the dude was wearing the four tassels, the gadals, and, he, and the, the person that was speaking... The Hebrew Israelite was saying that that was created by, he said the white man or something like that, mm-hmm. but he said that those were zitzits, and he says, but what I have on are fringes, not knowing that fringe and z- fringes and zitzit are the same exact thing. So when you have that type of nonsense that's being mm-hmm. spoken, people who have an un- have an understanding and look at that and see the stupidity and once again you mm-hmm. might have you might have someone that has is is very uh fluent in 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 the hebrew right but then they're looking at that they may be trying to you know thinking about going into the uh into the understanding of you know um who the, the who the true people are and everything like that and and you know drawing closer to that but when they see this <clears throat> this uh this movement in terms of propelling this certain uh, doctrine, this biased doctrine, you'll see they may be thrown off because of that and say, well, mm-hmm. this person that's speaking they has a microphone loud all in someone's face. It has no entire idea what they're talking about. So why would I even join myself with someone that has no idea what he's talking about when this is a simple definition? Yeah. Like, like, so... And- Go ahead. And I remember when you told me that, because I actually never saw that video, but I heard, I think it was you or somebody else say that. And that was the first thing I said. I was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Because, and, and it's not just him. Again, this is something that's just very common amongst Israelites. It's, it's not just the camps. I know a lot of people like to say, yeah, the camps, the camps. And the camps do a lot of wrong, but it's not just them. No. Again, I've seen people that believe what we believe doing this. Exact same thing we believe. And they'll have the same type of attitude, the same type of... And they'll say stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we say sometimes that is just wrong. It's not correct according to the Hebrew or according to history. It's not right. And what happens is we get so, ah, yeah. And then we get so full of pride because we have a little bit more information than somebody else does. And now we think we can teach everybody everything. We can't learn nothing. And we can't learn anything. And now we get up here and we're loud saying a whole bunch of stuff wrong. And somebody else comes up who might be trying to hear the truth, like you said, but they know what you just said is wrong. And you're loud about it. Loud you, and wrong. What you think? A better way to go about it could easily be, well, from my studies and my understanding, this is what it is. I mean, don't take my word for it. Go look it up. But... From my understanding, this is where it's at. That's simply how you could tell, bring it out to somebody. Hopefully that can, two things, maybe have them consider to hear you out more mm-hmm. and to go look it up for themselves to get a better understanding. Now you might have, that's a, I, actually, I actually said that, right? I actually said that. And one person was like, well, we're not supposed to lean on our own understanding. And I'm like, 
yes, we are not supposed to lean on our own understanding. I'm just explaining to you from when I'm reading this what what is what how I understand it to actually say there. But I'm not saying well based on my understanding, this is what I get from it. You don't. I'm saying is that this is what I'm receiving from this script. So I'm asking you to hear what I have to say because no one is perfect and no one is above correction. So like I said, if we have this type of pride to where I'm, I'm holier than thou because mm-hmm. I know a little bit of Hebrew. Some people say Hebrew or Lashon Kadash, which anyway, long story short, I know a little bit of something, you know, oh, I'm better than you. The Bible says that we're better than you. Well, okay. Well, first of all, first of all, which what we need to understand is that the father's people, he has established his people, you know, to be to be leaders in, in, in the world. Right. So. We all are striving to get to that point. Once again, I had a conversation with someone is that you can have someone who's been righteous for majority of their life. But as soon as they fall off and they start to operate in wickedness, all that righteousness that they did, it doesn't mean anything because that wickedness is, if they continue that wickedness, it's going to overthrow. Where's that verse at? Let me get it's that It's in Ezekiel. Quick. While I'm getting that, y'all, y'all continue. Yeah, I so, wanted to, uh, I was going to say, one of the things, and, and since we, we're kind of just dancing around, but we're, we're trying to, we're still talking about teachers and things like that. One of the things, and it, it, you kind of mentioned it in what you said, where, you said, well, you know, when I'm reading the scripture, I'm understanding it to mean this. And the guy said, well, we're not supposed to lean to our own understanding. But what he did was he took the words that you said and found any scripture he could to make it up just to just invalidate you. And the reason why is because he's more concerned about you being wrong than him actually trying to help you. Right. When when I'm talking to somebody. Right. That, again, that's part of the reason why I get irritated sometimes when I hear people false teaching, talking to crowds. It's not because I just hate that person. I hate what they're saying. It's because I want I, I don't like seeing this many people get led astray. When I'm talking to somebody, I'm really trying to give them the best information I can because I want them to to get. I want to do my part in helping them and the father get closer. Right. That's what I want to do. I'm not there trying to make myself look right and smart. But what happens is a lot of times when we're talking to people, they can say all day long, yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to deal with this false doctrine. But there's been times where I've seen people trying to deal with false doctrine and the only people in the crowd is them and the person they're talking to. So clearly <laughs> is you're doing this for you. Right. You're doing it for your own ego. So you're not trying to listen to what the person's saying. You just want to argue. So anything they say that you can find any kind of scripture to counteract, you're going to say it even if the scripture and what they're saying don't even go hand don't even hand. go together. So that um, and that kind of go with what you talked about earlier with um, taking control of the whole conversation. Like uh, I'm not even able to get no words out. Uh, Proverbs 18 verse 17 reads, "He that is first in his own cause seems just, but his neighbor comes and searches him." So if you get your uh, basically what they're saying is if a person is getting their point across and they got they like. Just example, they got the uh, microphone or whatever, and they get they they point across, but somebody else comes and be like, "Hold up, uh, let me question what you got going on." There's nothing wrong with somebody being, I'm saying, a little doubtful about what you may be saying, 
again, it goes to where how you, how how do we handle that? If a person is saying, "Hold up, man, I don't agree with what you're saying. I ain't never heard that before. This is actually what I learned." You meet in the middle and be like, "Well, let's see what Scripture says about it." We gotta we gotta check how we uh coming at these people in, in regards to again our speech and our, uh and how we are portraying the father because at the end of the day that's what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be an example so if somebody disagrees if i'm if i'm bringing out all scripture and somebody comes to me and says yo you wrong da, 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 my response to them would be like prove it i would say prove how i'm wrong and then we could deal with, with then uh, of course we don't say we're gonna go to scripture for everything but we'll have to deal with it in that sense and hope and with hopes that you know what i'm saying it stays in a, a peaceful manner we can it, we can be in shalom and we can uh and for the those around that may be on the sideline listening because i i look at it like okay when yahusha walked the earth and the pharisees kept on testing them with all the questions it won't just the pharisees and the sadducees there asking them those questions it was people around listening so they was like let me oh well Dang, this dude been handling these cats. He they, he can't they can't never stump him. And it was just simply with his words. He wasn't he won't cursing them folks out, and he wasn't even he probably wasn't even getting loud with them. There's no need to. So if I'm on the sideline, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of a uh 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 what you call it uh, a background character in the time of Mashiach, and he just did his sermon. And the Pharisees coming and hitting them with all these questions. Now, mind you, I've been being brought up with the Pharisaic doctrine the whole time anyway. So I'm thinking these guys, right, I'm hearing this new word from Shiach with this with the power and authority that he's giving it. So it's, it's conflicting my it's conflicting my, my ruach, my, my spirit. So the Pharisees ask him this question. Whoa, that's a good question. Let me see how he handled that. And boom, he gave him a simple answer. Sometimes it may be a parable. But at the end of the day, it's like, wow, okay, I see how he's doing. I, I see where he's coming from. That right there is going to get more people more so than, ah, get the hell out of my face. You don't know what you're talking about anyway. Uh, you raw, you off, da-da-da-da-da. It's prove, prove them wrong. You know what I'm saying? We got you. We got to we gotta have evidence. You know what I'm saying? If we just going about, again, like you were saying earlier, if we just going about word of mouth with everything, we not building up nobody. Everybody just listen to our words and listen to how we talking. And ain't that's not, that's not helping nobody out. See, the other thing, too, is for the people that do, who who did hear that and then said, yeah, yeah, that's right. I got to ask a question to y'all. Are y'all agreeing with the person who who's not giving an answer because you already have made up in your mind you agree with them? Or are you doing that because you're following that person more than the word? Because if somebody... Let, let, me, let me start by saying, I, a lot of the information I got, I actually got from listening to debates, mm -hmm. right? Most of the debates between Israelites are not actually debates. They're not actually arguments. It's one person stomping the mess out the other person because the other person doesn't have enough Fight information. Back. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. Because the other person doesn't have enough information. And instead of just saying, hey, you know what? I wasn't prepared. Or, you know, you brought up some points. I'm not. I wasn't. I don't know how to address. I'll get back to you. I don't know. I, I, I'll I'm just saying I don't know mm -hmm. and just leaving it at that. Or saying, well, listen, this is what I do have. And just stand with that. It became more of a. Here's the information. See, man, you don't know the word. Doc. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to cut this doctrine real quick. And they just start talking a whole bunch of foolishness. And then you always have people that agree with them. But the people that agree with them were agreeing with them because that's their boy or that's their teacher. or that. They weren't agreeing with the word because if their you actually agree with the word, you would have realized that person didn't say uh, they didn't say anything at all. So. 
when I stopped watching debates and I started just kind of uh, studying on my own, I started talking to Israelites. And all, I noticed, wow, that doesn't happen just in debates. That's really how most Israelites act. Mm-hmm. They really just out here just talking crazy out the mouth, have no information. The wildest conversation I ever had with somebody was it was a woman and she was going off about men, you know, Israelites. And going off about men, and I said, sis, um, what's the point of this post? Because I don't see it doing anything other than just creating division. You know her response to me was? So you don't like the truth, huh? That's her response. (laughs) The truth. I'm like, I'm talking about the way you're talking to people. How is this benefiting anybody? Okay, well, if if you got a problem with what I'm saying, but did I say I had a problem with what she's saying? She was so, all she heard was that I didn't agree with her. So I'm going to find any kind of, even if what you're not saying, even if, if I got to attack something you're not saying, I'm going to attack it just so I can attack you. So Ezekiel 18, it says, but the wrong, if he turns from all his sin, which he has done, and he shall guard my laws and shall do right ruling and righteousness, he shall certainly live. He shall not die. All the transgression which he has done shall not be remembered against him. In his righteousness that he has done, he shall live. Have I have pleasure in the death of the wrong? Rhetorical question, declares the master Yahuwah. Is it not that he should turn from his ways and live? So for people that think that Yahuwah takes pleasure in the death of the wrong, I'm going to go to another script for you. But basically, I'm going to say, no, he does not. He desires that they should turn from their wrong and turn to his ways and live. Verse 24. But when a righteous one turns away from his righteousness and does unrighteousness, according to all the abominations that the wrong one has done, shall he live? All his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered. For his trespass, which he has committed, and for his sin, which he has committed, for them he shall die. So once saved, always saved. In terms of that understanding, it it doesn't go like that. Mm-mm. You you have to endure to the end. You, you got to keep going step by step, day by day. Ezekiel 33 and 11. Saying to them, as I live, says Yahuwah Elohim, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked... Turn from his way and live. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways. For what? For why will you die, O house of Israel? So, Yahuwah is saying that he doesn't desire the death of the wicked, but he desires that the wicked will turn. The point that I was making in terms of you have people that are operating in righteousness here and there, um, let's just say for a majority of their life. But if they get this pride, this arrogance... Crazy thing is that uh, More Me Dad Yahoo, um, he's doing a whole series um, on pride, and it's ex- it's extremely prevalent. It's extremely necessary because this is something that as we as we grow in knowledge, uh, as we grow in understanding, there is a way for these things to creep in, especially mm-hmm. if you know if we're being obedient, striving to be obedient. We see that the Father is helping us. Sometimes people can think that it's of their doing and it's because, oh, because I'm Israel. This is why he doing it because, you know, uh, we've been oppressed for so long and we've been like this. So, yeah, because all this knowledge, because all this knowledge, because all this knowledge I got that I got, you don't you don't you don't know the Bible. 
are, are you a you Hebrew scholar? Bible, like are, I know are, the you, Bible. are you a Greek scholar? You don't know the Bible. You don't know what you're talking about. If you if you having conversations or you hear stuff like that, person is false. Um, shout out, Moray. Uh, y'all go check out. This is just a, a quick promo. Uh, y'all check out my Living Branch on YouTube. Again, that's my Living Branch. Uh, great lessons up there. Y'all go get that a look. But continue. Yeah. So, um, one thing was that uh, I had I had listened to to a debate where um, somebody was talking to someone in that in that manner, saying they don't know the Greek, they don't know the sound of other. And the dude admitted. He said, "Young, I, I don't know the Greek." He's like, "All right, well then, let me teach you." So you can tell you can you can hear the arrogance, you can hear the haughtiness, you can hear just hear it. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I commented in the post. And I explained the Greek. Now, I am not a Greek scholar. At the same time, I am able to read. I thank Yahuwah for comprehension. Um, And it was showing in terms of direct object, who is the subject of this, who this verb directly operating with, and who is it uh, in close proximity with, or who who this verb is actually talking about. It was concerning the, um, uh, what topic was it? Um, The version birth. in terms of Messiah um, coming through a, um, a virgin woman, a woman that has not had sex. Um, so it was concerning that topic. And then long story short, they deleted the comment because it was actually getting pretty good. But <laughs> 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 yeah, they, they end up deleting the comment. Um, but, but once again, the, the main thing, what I took from it is like, sometimes you can, you can end up having a conversation with someone, but if they feel like they're being backed into a corner, they'll they'll start to throw haymakers at you in terms of slanders. Uh, you know, they'll they'll um, they rats. Yeah, they'll, just like a rat, you back a rat in the corner, they're gonna start biting, start doing start anything to get out that you, corner. All you know, all types of stuff. So once again, the topic of the conversation is how to recognize a false teacher, false prophets, and false shepherds. Now, let's just go in terms of a false prophet, where it says exactly how to identify a false prophet. Because for real, for real, I think there's a lot of people in um in Africa that oh, it's out of control in Africa. You got a lot of people in Africa that's doing quote unquote signs and wonders and um my man came back that. from the dead in Africa. Should we explain oh, that joke was crazy. <laughs> my man came back from the dead. Did you see my that man, video? My uh, man said they Yo. started playing the they started playing the church music. My Yo. man got out like like Frankenstein like he was like hey, what happened? Like he just came back. Hey. Like he just woke hey. up. He like, oh. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't I'm not hilarious. gonna lie. I don't know if it was CGI. Oh but that, the, no, but, it was fake. But from from what <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Bro, so so the joint the joint was crazy, right? So so this was like some African some African tribe. Um I don't know where, didn't say where, but there was definitely a witch doctor involved and in, and with the some of the women in there. The dude was buried in sand. All right, he was buried in sand or dirt. The only things that were exposed was his neck, his arms and his legs, but his head was gone. So, what? his head yeah. was gone. How, how your neck exposed, but your head gone? That means, that means, that means his De- head, his head, he was decapitated. Decapitation, And the portion dog. that was decapitated was, of his neck was still visible. 
All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, 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 so that part was, was you can see that the dude, the dude had no head, but it's just a neck. It's just a body. It's just neck, arms, but everything else was, was covered in dirt in the legs. They took the head. Put it on the neck. They they were chanting something. They were beating the drums. They started to so attach the head to the neck. Then the dude was like, <laughs> he started coughing. I'm like, yo, <laughs> why, why are you coughing? <laughs> he had a clear throat. Yeah, yeah had a whole bunch of sand in I'm there. Like, you yo, know, what in the world? So anyway, um. Where is it at? Should we ex- like expound on what an actual prophet is first? Yeah. So what I what I've looked up for a prophet is a prophet is the word is what Nabi. Nabi. And it it is actually from what I've read a literal spokesperson. Mm-hmm. He is a spokesperson for a particular message. It always says that the word of Yahuwah came to. Isaiah, son of whoever, he was a prophet. He was recognized as a spokesperson for the word of Yahuwah to relay a message to whoever that message is supposed to go so to. So it's like a job title. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yes. Yes. so, so it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a gift you get at church telling people they're gonna get cars if they give you fifty dollars. No. Okay. All right. Just make sure. No. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like it's a job title. So it's, it's an appointed title that the it's father. Not, it's not a psychic. No, no. Okay. Psychics, psychics, medians. We don't read that too. Psychics, medians, soothsayers, tarot cards. We already talked about that in uh, the New Age joint. To be honest with you, if we was in the land under Yahoo's rules and regulations, then people would be killed. Purge the even from your land, because yeah. that's how the nations do. We're not supposed to do that as being followers of of this quote unquote Bible. So um, I you, had you ain't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Just read it last night. I can't remember where I read it at, but prophet has two functions. That's to tell of future prophecies and to, again, when they're getting the message from Yahuwah, to warn you of near destruction. That's far. When you read the scripture, that's the two things that they do. And now future prophecy could be of good or bad. And then present day, hey, this finna, like, uh, get right. Uh, the father told me to tell y'all get right. You know, yeah. like that's that's not that's not futuristic, but that's just him telling y'all, hey, look, right now, get it together. Look, Otherwise, yeah. this will happen in the future. So to put it in, in the most layman's simple terms as possible, they are telling you what Yahuwah said. They are getting it directly from Yahuwah. Hey, this is what y'all told me. So it, they, it's not the reason why I brought the psychic part is because a lot of people think that the po- the point of a prophet is somebody who can see into the future. That's not necessarily what a prophet is. They're not seeing anything. Most high is telling them, hey, this is what I'm going to do. In three years, I'm going to do this. So all the prophet's saying is, hey, in three years, you who is going to do this? They're not predicting the future. They're not seeing into the future. They're telling you what, what they were told. So, um, and of course, there's different levels of prophets and everything else. I'm not saying that there's no, that you didn't give them other gifts and things like that to get that job done. But in simple layman's terms, that's what a, a prophet is. There's someone who is giving the message of Yahuwah. So Deuteronomy uh, 13 says, verse well, um, verse one, when there arises from among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he shall go and give you a sign or a wonder, a miracle or something like that. And the sign of the wonder shall come true. 
of which he has spoken to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and serve them. Do not listen to the word of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For Yahuwah Elohim is trying you to know whether you love Yahuwah Elohim with all your heart and with all your being. So this person that's doing this, Yahuwah is allowing them to have a certain power. Mm-hmm. If they have a dream interpretation and they have a sign or they have a certain power that they're able to do, Yahuwah is allowing this to happen. Why? To try you to see, all right, are you going to listen to my words and, and do what I'm telling you to do? Because if this person is doing this and saying, all right, let's go after other gods because this God actually is the one that gave me the power. So at verse four, it says, walk after Yahuwah your Elohim and fear him and guard his commands and obey his voice and serve him and cling to him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dream is to be put to death because he has spoken apostasy against Yahuwah your Elohim who brought you out of the land of Egypt and ransomed you from the house of bondage to make you stray from the way in which Yahuwah your Elohim commanded you to walk. You shall purge the evil from your midst. So this is talking about the children of Israel when they were brought out of the land of Egypt and there was going to be Basically, he's going to tell them there's going to be people among you that was going to do certain things and tell you to go after other gods. When this happens, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it make me think about what you said. Uh, he's allowing this to happen because, you know, you hear those people that be like, why would he let this happen? Or why would why is this going on? Or such and such the same. So same way that. He's allowing not only that person a little bit of power or whatever, but those same evil spirits to be able to do stuff too. So such uh, no demon would be able to possess a man or, or torment a person without the authority. Or now, when I say the authority of the father, I mean this in the fact, in the sense of if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That's the only way that these things will be happening to you. Again, the reason he said that he would be able to is because he's trying you. So if you're if you're alive, the father said I'm a, I'll, I'll be your fence as well, your protection as well. So if if you're in a state and point in time, this is a chance for you to be like, all right, let me look at myself in the mirror real quick and see what I got going on, what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, to why this may be happening to me. Uh, he could be trying you, or he could be doing you like Saul. Exactly. That's what I was gonna bring and out. Punishing and, and, and Samuel. Saul went to that lady, and the lady was surprised. The 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 wicked the the witch was surprised that it worked because she was like, "Dang, he really came up." And the, the Samuel because Saul was trying to bring Samuel back to get a message, and the lady actually brought Samuel back through the because Yahuwah allowed it, and she was surprised that it actually worked. So again, this is this is the father. Uh, his whole point we just read early in Ezekiel. I don't desire. He does not desire that any person, not even the wicked, perish. But that's what that's what you're asking for at the end of the day. That's in uh First Samuel uh twenty eight. So that story of Saul and the and the witch. That's what he's talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So even in like uh, Leviticus nineteen and thirty one. It says, um, do not turn to medians or necromancers. Do not seek them out. Do not make yourself unclean by them. Um, and Deuteronomy 18 and 11 says, uh, do not look for a charm. Do not be a charmer or 
a median or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. You Again, you said do not make yourself unclean by them, right? Mm-hmm. So are we not supposed to be discerners of the clean and the unclean? Yeah. Can, what can you, Yahuwah dwell in anything that's unclean? No. no. Right. So that's the whole purpose of him warning you, hey, man, if you do this thing, you'll be considered unclean. I don't want you to be unclean, so I'm telling you not to do this so I can dwell with you. Yeah. Stray away from it. If you do, if you're dealing with it, then you, you're you giving authority to the other side. Well, let, let, let's, let's hone this in a little bit and more. And I don't rock part. with the other side. I don't rock with the ops. Let's kind of bring this in a little bit more for the towards Israelites, though, because most Israelites are not going to be crazy enough to say, hey, let's go worship another God. I mean, most Israelites are so so straight with, with a lot of things that we try not even to say words in English that derive from the names of other gods. Well, most of us. I, I would. Some of us. In a sense, at the end, of it, the word says not all Israel is Israel, but that, that was in a sense of like not everybody who claim they're doing the right thing is doing the right thing but at the end of the day if you if you are if you are of the blood or the seed like or the seed of Yaakov you could you technically consider the Israelite regardless if you know it or you don't know and you may still be doing holidays you may still be doing those type of things so again it ain't like everybody yeah but let's the, say you're not doing those things either you're not doing holidays you say that you're keeping Torah right you say you're keeping Torah. Um, you're not um, doing Christmas and Easter. You're not saying grace. You say esteem instead of grace. You say anything that comes from a pagan. All those words that derive from pagan gods, you don't even say them. Right? You, you do even better than us. How could you then still recognize that person as a false teacher or a false prophet or a false? Now, again, they're saying that they do Torah. They're saying again. They're saying you, you, they're doing this you, stuff. You know them by their fruits. It's, it ain't about what they're saying. It's about what they're doing. Okay, so let's go to the fruit of the spirit. All right. So about what they're doing. So, all right. I'm going to start uh, at Galatians five, starting at verse sixteen. Galatians five, verse sixteen, and I say, walk in the spirit, and you shall not accomplish the lust of the flesh. Don't accomplish it. For the flesh lusts after, against, excuse me, against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you do not do what is desire to do, what is your desire to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under Torah. What does under Torah mean? Under the penalty. Under the penalty. So basically, if I'm if I'm if I'm speeding, if I'm going, you that mean then you would be put under arrest. Oh, okay. So under Torah means you are under the penalty. So if you're speeding, going a uh, two hundred miles in a thirty-five mile per hour zone, and the good gracious, and the officer says you are under arrest, which means you have broken the law, and therefore this is the penalty of it. All right, cool. And the works of the flesh are well known. Which are adultery, whoring, uncleanness, indecency, idolatry, drug sorcery, hatred, quarrels, jealousies, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions. What's dissensions? 
Let me see. Got strife in seditions. And then I got divisions or heresies or factions. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, envy. Murderers. Drunkenness. Wild parties and the like. So, you may have someone that um, is not using these certain words uh, uh, like grace or faith or glory, something like that, but they use in esteem or uh, belief and uh, favor, but they may, they may have hatred in them. You know, they may be quarrelsome. They may have fits of rage or jealousy. They may have like, you know, when you having conversations with them or over their house or certain things, they may have these little tendencies of being selfish. So those are some things. Uh, Go ahead. uh, I will say as far as hatred and uh, maybe some of that level, there's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there is no time and place for uh, adultery. You know what I'm saying? That, no, uh, no, that's definitely no time. Sorcery, <laughs> stuff like that. Ain't no time and place for that. But there is a time and place for, you know what I'm saying, to, to tell somebody about themselves and in love, but you, you know what I'm saying, because you, you hate that wickedness in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but uh, not when you live in that every day, all day. No. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not of the rule. So, hey, man, how you doing? You an Israelite? Yeah, I'm an Israelite. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, what, yeah, I, I keep Shabbat on Saturday. You keep Shabbat on Saturday? I keep Shabbat on Saturday, too. Yeah, yeah, and I eat chicken. Oh, you eat chicken? No, F you, man. Get out of here. Get out of my face. No, you eat chicken. You eat that meat. You eat that something. You dirty. Get out of here. Bye. I hate you now, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. That's what I'm saying, all that. F you, though. When they say open rebuke is better than hidden love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rebuke you for that chicken. F you. But I love you. <laughs> It's all love. All we eat is greens. <laughs> <laughs> we just eat kale over here. All right. Um, so, hey, <laughs> man, kale chips is where it's at. I don't know what y'all talk about. Kale is disgusting. You tripping? Kale good. Kale is good. Uh, kale is. Nah, it helps, I can't. It helps. It's good for you. Too. It helps. Yeah, clean out, I know it's good for you. It helps clean out your colon. <laughs> you said that's what? It helps clean out your colon. Oh yeah. We all need that. Yeah. You did that turpentine, right? I did. Yeah, you don't need Yo, no kale. I got to I gotta tell y'all the story of the turpentine. Don't, no, t- you don't, don't tell no, you Brandon Wine. No, you don't. don't need to hear that. You don't got to tell me offline either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you about that. I'm talking about the mind experience. Yeah, I didn't tell y'all about the mind experience. Your boy was tripping out. Nah, nah. Hold on. I'm going to put a pause on this real quick. So when I, had the, when I did the turpentine thing, right, bro, I literally. This going in the apocrypha. I literally, <laughs> I literally felt like in my head, all right, I, I felt this in my head that I was standing. Okay, you know that place that um, I think it's in Sri Lanka to where it's like the water, like. Um, oh, it's like mimics, a mirror. Mi- it's yes, the, it's like you're standing sky, on glass. Right? So picture that, right? But picture in the middle. And all you see is space. It's like that Tekken, that Tekken, like, uh, <laughs> that Tekken fight uh, yeah. arena. But you can feel the space. Well, you were asleep. Oh, you was bugging out. Nah, bro, I was awake. Bugged and out doctrines. You out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could feel like the the openness. I was like, yo, this is wild. But anyway, I had like a very when this that was a clear mind, clear. <laughs> you sure? Clear mind. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, all right. Clear body too, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> body, body, body was body was clear. It was good. All right. Uh, Galatians five. Starting at twenty one. 
Envy murderers, drunkenness, wild parties, and of the like, of which I forewarn you, even as I also before, that those who practice such as these shall not inherit the reign of Elohim. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, trustworthiness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no Torah, there is no law against it. And those who are of Mashiach have impaled the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So, yeah, that's a uh, terms of your fruit. So that's how you know if somebody is false or real. Your actions, your speech. The way they carry themselves. The way they carry moving, themselves. Man. The way they deal with the opposition, right? That's that's really how you're gonna know. That's re- exactly that's, really that's, how you're that's gonna the know. test. It's easy yeah. to be cool with your buddy, with your IQ. It's cool. It's easy to be cool with uh, somebody you you grew up you grew up with and you and you, and you know or your or your family member. But when that stranger come around, somebody you ain't never seen before, maybe have a little different view. How you handle that person, that's really gonna tell the tale. So, I mean, y'all already know from from our aspect that we believe um, that salvation is of Israel first, and then the Yahudim. We also believe in the excuse me, in the Yaban Yabanim or the Greeks. So, salvation first is for Israel, and then others uh, can come in to that or gain that inheritance with Israel by being engrafted through the belief in Hamashiach, and. One thing that I remember me and Caleb actually had a conversation about, we were talking about the strangers and how one conversation that we've had with someone, some people understand strangers to be Israelites that don't know that they're Israelites and they're living among other nations. Um, How we understand it is that strangers are those of other nations. Like, you are not an Israelite by blood. And I think it's in uh, Leviticus, um, Mm -hmm. was it 19? Yeah. That talks about, you know, you were strangers in the land of Egypt. So it's telling you, like, you weren't from there. You were just basically passing by in that land. Um, So one thing I wanted to go to, where is that at? I think that's in Ezekiel too. Um, hold on, let me get that real quick. Ah, here it is. So Ezekiel um, 47, 21 through 23. And it says, And you shall divide this land according among yourselves, according to the tribes of Israel. And it shall be that you divide it a lot as an inheritance to yourselves and for the strangers who sojourn in your midst and who bear children among you. And they shall be to you as native born among the children of Israel. So these strangers, so let's just say someone that is coming from, let's just say Russia, for lack of a better term, say a Russian that sees um someone who is a follower 
of the instructions of Yahuwah and believer of the Messiah, they see this light in them. And they ask, inquire about it. And they start to desire the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They repent of the transgressions of their forefathers and desire to follow in the ways of Yahuwah. They for, they, what we understand is that they have left their own family to follow in the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to follow the Elohim of Israel. So they, that person that was, quote unquote, a Russian by blood is a stranger because this person is not an Israelite. Now, this person is to be understood and to be looked at as a native born in the children of Israel, among the children of Israel. So it says, with you, Israel, they, the stranger, shall have an inheritance in the midst of the tribes of Israel. Well, hold on. How are they supposed to have an inheritance in Israel when the inheritance is supposed to go to the Israelites, the tribes of the Israelites? Here, go right here. And it shall be that in whatever tribe that stranger sojourns, there you shall give him his inheritance declares the master Yahuwah. So if you have a Russian person that leaves that, that leaves all that, that clings to the house of Israel to follow in the ways of Yahuwah, they might end up clinging to the house of Levi. So therefore, whatever the inheritance of Levi is, they get that inheritance as well. This uh, I have just we was in a discussion with another group uh, a while back, and it's my first time following upon this version. I just said, I mean, this little segment, a couple of precepts, and it just hasn't left me since. It makes me think about uh, how, for example, people will bring out the word uh, Yahuwah does make a distinction between you and the Egyptian, or you was it you and the Egyptian, or you and the Ethiopian. Either way, yeah, yeah, but uh, we we talk about Egypt uh, and Assyrians too. How you know what I'm saying they had us in captivity. Uh, let's see what they're in. What a future prophecy about those two nations. Uh, this is Isaiah chapter 19, starting at verse 18. It says, "In that day shall five cities in the land of Egypt speak the languages of Canaan." And swear to Yahuwah of Yahuwah Zephaoth, one shall be called the city of destruction. And that day there shall be an altar to Yahuwah in the midst of the land of Misra or Egypt. In the midst of the, in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar at the border thereof to Yahuwah. So here what we just read that there will be an altar to Yahuwah in Egypt. And it shall be for a sign and for a witness unto Yahuwah Zephaoth in the land of Egypt, for they shall cry unto Yahuwah because of the oppressors. And he shall send them a savior and a great one, and he shall deliver them. And Yahuwah shall be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know Yahuwah in that day, and shall do sacrifice and oblation. Yea, they shall vow a vow unto Yahuwah and perform it. And Yahuwah shall smite Egypt, and he shall smite and heal it. And they shall return even to Yahuwah, and he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. In that day shall there be an highway out of 
Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrian shall come into Egypt, and the Egyptian into Assyria, and the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. And that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, even a blessing in the midst of the land. Whom Yahuwah Zephoth shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, mine inheritance. So if Yahuwah can show mercy and favor unto these other nations, well, we supposed to be doing the same thing at the end of the day. But it goes back to pride. It go back to pride. It go back to false teachings, misunderstanding, and and uh, and strength in that misunderstanding. Not willing to humble themselves and and kind of like I don't know. Uh, well, it from what I'm observing, the the main things that seem to be driving a lot of us is three things. Pride, because we're proud about, you know, either our heritage, we're proud about the information, right? Anger, because we're mad about what's happened to us. We're mad at the Christian church because they didn't tell us everything. A lot of them didn't even know. Um, But we're mad at them. We're mad at the world. We're mad at the white man. So anger. And then to some extent, I'd have to say jealousy, because we're jealous of other Israelites because they got these big assemblies and we don't have them. Or we're mm-hmm. jealous because the white man got this and we ain't got it. We're jealous because the Jewish people have this and we ain't got it. And a lot of that stuff is gonna be, will be worked out anyway if we just keep the commandments. So there's, right. there's really no need to even have those emotions. But what happens is when we take those those three emotions in particular and we approach the scripture, we have a tendency to insert things in the scripture to satisfy those emotions. All right, you you instead of it. Just letting the scripture be what it is. Uh, I, when you say it like that, I think of like okay, as a as a mouse, a mouse views the world from a the perspective of the ground. Mm-hmm. You can't, you don't even see what's maybe ten miles in front of you, five miles in front of you, but a hawk or a high flying bird sees everything. So when you viewing it, you going into the scriptures with. I'm going to. The, I'm the only reason I'm opening my book right now because somebody said something I ain't like. So let me find something to con- contend with them. You are you already at the view of the ground. You you going into the scriptures from, from looking from the uh, ground point. But if you're going into actually learn, get understanding, and pray that things be revealed to you, you going in it with a sky view. Uh, you looking over top of it you seeing things and seeing how things connect that you never saw before and stuff like that and that's you said having a humble mindset about it which is how we should approach scripture at all times if you want to what Psalms 25 I I think I got it right here I was going to say and why you bring that out the irony is is when you actually approach it from the point of a hawk you know just trying to seek understanding a lot of times you'll bump into stuff that if somebody does and want to try you, you'll actually have something in, in that you could use right. to defend yourself. That's the irony of it. When you're down there looking at, you know, like you said, from the perspective of a mouse, and you're just trying to do it for contention, you rarely come across right. actual stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the irony of it. And, and what you do come up with, like you said earlier, don't even be related to not, not even related, not to. even related to each other, not related to what the person is talking about. You have to try to twist what the person is saying. To fit this one rebuttal that you got, you know, 
Uh, I was about to bring this out. Psalm 25, 14 says, The secret of Yahuwah is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So, uh, Psalms 119, 18. Open my eyes that I might see the wonders from your instructions or your Torah. Mm-hmm. So like that 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 kind of like hit me when you said like when you looking at it for understanding for to submit yourself to it. It cuz it says right here in the first part it says do good to your servant. Let me live and guard your word. Open my eyes that I might see the wonders of your Torah. So when you humbling yourself and asking him for his understanding concerning his word, he going to show you from that bird's eye view all the things that he has that he will he has set, you know, that he's talked about, that he's proclaimed, and that once again, it's not gonna return back to him void, it's gonna set out to what it's gonna do. We just have to wait and be patient because, you know. So that's uh that's where we at. That's where we at. How to recognize a false teacher, false prophet, false shepherds. If you're looking at a tree and you trying to figure out exactly what type of tree that is, look what type of fruit it produces. Is it a acorn? Is it a apple? <laughs> acorn. <laughs> yeah, acorn tree, apple tree, peach yeah. tree, pine tree. You know, you gotta wait. Acorn is pine. They're going it. <laughs> Just, yes. Walnut tree. But anyway, long story short is you know. Stop leaning on your own understanding. I. Uh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the main thing is is that you're 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 looking at. You're listening. You're listening with the with the intent to to hear what people have to say. And then when you hear what people have to say, they'll tell you where they are. My aunt told me when people tell you who they are, listen to them. Listen to them. Mm-hmm. Listen yep. to them. So if they, you know, saying, you know, they believe in this, believe in that, but it really ain't lining up with the the spirit actual part of, of the scripture, then you know. That's a, ah, it's a cut. Be blinded by the looks. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, um, that's all we got for right now. Um, we appreciate y'all for listening once again. This is the Bread and Wine Podcast. Just like a tribe called Quest. Just like a pimp named Slickback. You got to say the whole thing. This is. The Bread and Wide Podcast. I am your host, Yahuka Said, and we also have Caleb Ben Yashiro, and we also have Yermi Yahoo and Lex on the track. Yahuwah Barak you and guard you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and show favor unto you. Yahuwah lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. Thus you shall put my name on the children of Yashrael, and I myself shall move them. So be it. So, shalom, y'all. Shalom. Shalom. shalom.